Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I'm a certified project slash program manager with over a decade of experience working for healthcare, retail, consumer goods, and tech industries. I'm so excited to welcome back to the podcast, Donna Gregorio, who is a veteran of corporate IT project management. She's also a published author and guest speaker for PMI and, and all of these other things. And she's also a college instructor, which I am truly fascinated and in and, and awe of your career so far, Donna. But welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And for those who have not met you yet, please take a brief moment to introduce yourself. Thank you, Anne. It's a pleasure to be here. Love to come back to this podcast. Um, as Anne said, I am a veteran IT project manager, currently a department head at the MITRE Corporation, where we do uh, a lot, lots of work for the federal government. I am in the IT organization. And uh, as part of that, run the project management office, but also the enterprise project management office, which we'll talk more about here today on uh, podcast. So thanks again for having me here. Absolutely. And we, t- we are talking about that as well as IT and the best, practice that's pra- best practices that you have for building IT roadmaps. And I think this is slightly different than some of the topics we've had on the podcast where we're talking about your own career roadmaps or your individual contributor roadmaps as a project manager or part of a team. This is thinking a lot bigger because Donna, you work in such a sandbox that is a little bit bigger than some of the, our, our typical project managers who are um, in the tactical and the day-to-day, but talk to us about what enterprise means at your organization so the audience understands the scope of where, you're, where you work. Sure. So in, in the enterprise, in IT, there are about 450 uh, employees, and we have over, over 175 projects that we manage at the enterprise level. And so what does that mean for me? Well, I am responsible and accountable for the Enterprise Project Management Office. We do, um, we run a lot of of review meetings. We help with the project proposal process on an annual basis. We work with the IT review committee that we have, a number of VPs that are involved there. Uh, One of the biggest pieces of our EPMO is the financial arm, where we manage the budget for every project. We, uh, we put allocations together and track budget expenses. So that's a big part of the EPMO. Um, I have a colleague that does uh, the prim- primarily, that's her role. Uh, my role really is to, to help from a strategic standpoint, how are our projects supporting the strategy of the company, the strategy of IT? Um, how do we do work prioritization within that? And uh, we're at the point right now in the calendar where we are building roadmaps for the next um, two years. So the current year, uh, next year, and the year after that, what are the roadmaps for each of the um, portfolios within our organization? And uh, I'm here to talk to you about what that process is like. We've done roadmaps for years. This year, we're doing it slightly differently following a recommended Gartner approach and I'll talk to you about the details of that. We put t- templates together for our portfolio leaders at the enterprise level. We're holding their hands with meetings to help them uh, put them together. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about what's involved and what we hope to get as an outcome. Oh, really nice. And thank you for painting the picture of what enterprise means. I, as, as I was maturing as a project manager, I 
really didn't hear about EPMO until I was a few years into my own career and starting to realize that I wanted to get out, out of the tactical and much more into the strategic piece of being a project manager. And I think you portrayed what you're doing perfectly for our audience so that they understand that as you mature in your career, this is eventually where you could be. I've always dreamt about working for an EPMO, by the way, Donna. So I'm just, again, very much in awe of what you do, but we're here to talk about how to build an IT roadmap because when we want to be forward-looking, we're thinking not just tomorrow or the next day, but we're thinking a few years out. So would love to hear from you, your five best practices on how to do so, so that we can all learn how to do this in our own career. Well, before I do that, let me let me tell you a little bit about the rationale behind building roadmaps in the first place. And oh, I sure. see really three key uh, benefits to uh, building a roadmap. The first one is to really demonstrate uh, this year's outcomes. And we are outcome focused. So this year is a change. In the past, we've been very project focused. This year, mm-hmm. we're seeing more on outcomes. Again, that's a Gartner recommendation that we're adopting uh, to try to simplify our roadmapping process. Last year, we had about 580 entries in our roadmap process, and it was just really wow. overwhelming to try to track everything. I don't think anyone ever looked at it after we did the roadmaps. And um, yeah. the fact that we got from the leaders was it was too time consuming and they questioned the value. So this year we're changing gears. The second benefit I think of the roadmaps is to obviously prepare for the upcoming project proposal process. So mm-hmm. talking about what your plans are for next year, uh, the, that should result in your project proposals. And then to enunciate the vision, as Anne said, what, what are the things that you're picturing? What are the outcomes that you anticipate mm-hmm. um, over the next three years? So that, those, are the, those are some of the key benefits that we've been um, communicating to our leaders on why they, they, their value is in this. And I think that feedback we've had on, on focusing on outcomes has been very positive. Sure. The five best practices in this in this area. The first one is obviously looking at your current outcomes. What are you doing this year? So what will you accomplish? And can you fit those into small boxes? We're not talking about, you know, sentences, run-on details. We want very succinct in a small box on, um, on, on one PowerPoint slide. We're trying to fit a set of boxes for this year. And again, they're outcome-driven. And so, you know, picture uh, an, an example of a kind of an outcome is uh, advance the vision with roadmaps or um, assist projects with prioritizing work, like very simple outcomes, not, not a lot of detail of the kinds of outcomes that we're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. What would be the first uh, best practices to focus on the current year's outcomes? That actually... Uh, forms a strategy or starts to form a strategy for your your portfolio and uh, best practice there and does that typically sorry donna does that typically come from up top where are we looking for for the kind of that vision who paints that visions for those who are not too familiar right so uh last year when we proposed projects for this year uh, part of what had to be done was to define outcomes for the okay. portfolios. So we actually have this material in other places. Got so it. And to lift it from there and put mm-hmm. it into the roadmap 
for, for this to describe this year's outcomes, take the outcomes you, you drafted from last year and put them into this year. Um, many of the project portfolio leaders proposed um, many, many outcomes that did not get funded. So those get Got dropped it. off. So which outcomes were you funded for and which outcomes will you be delivering on this year? So we're taking a subset of what was proposed putting it on the road on the road makes sense that makes sense where are those outcomes come from i actually again in the, in the effort to help i drafted the uh, outcomes based on what was proposed last year so i took that material and so drafted smart. The yeah outcomes. shorten them because they're very long-winded these yeah 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 I tried to fit them into a box with you know four or five words that's it yeah just give them a sense of what we're looking for that's great Makes sense. The second, yeah, the second best practice uh, for this year's roadmap is to describe any related activities. So we might have, for example, an operational activity that has to be completed. It's uh, the, the portfolio outcome is dependent upon that activity. So, for example, if there were was an outcome that was say um, to do this great new project that required wireless, um, and there's a wireless upgrade happening on the operational side, then you should include that in your roadmap. Even though it's part of your portfolio, it is critical to your success. You can't do a wireless project if you're using old technology for wireless. So that's an example, and there's lots of other examples of related activities that you layer in basically with this year's uh, current roadmap. So people get a complete picture of what it is you're trying to accomplish. Makes sense. The third, the third best practice would be starting to look into next year. What continued work will you need? So maybe there's a project that lasts two years. Maybe there's a project that you're starting this year that will be, become uh, maintenance only next year. Maybe right. you're doing an assessment this year of a particular technology, and next year you will be implementing some of those recommendations. So that's the kind of thing we're saying. What's continued into next year? That's the third best practice. And then the fourth one is, well, now you're starting to look at your vision. What vision of outcomes will happen next year and in the third year? What now you're looking at new ideas, new outcomes, new thoughts around that um, portfolio. For example, in the collaboration area, let's say this year you're focused on hybrid work and and, and getting enough offices for people to come back into the office and whatnot. And then maybe by uh, the, the out years, you'll be looking more carefully at having sponsors and customers access some of your systems. So collaboration in that vein. So different types of collaboration outcomes, uh, but that will all be depicted on that same road roadmap. So that's an example of the kind of thing I'm talking about where you're finishing the hybrid work, but right. you vision, uh, vision ideas to focus on. Got it. And that, that ensures, so are you taking the previous year's roadmap is, uh, sorry, maybe I should take a step back on this question. Is this an annual practice? So you're taking last, okay. So then you're looking at it overlapping what this year's would be and just seeing which ones are running over. Okay. Got it. Okay. Part of what we're doing is looking at last year's roadmap. We did do roadmaps last year, as I mentioned, they were very project-based. So we are looking at what did we say we would do this year in the roadmap last year? And things, unsurprisingly, 
things have changed. Of course. <laughs> didn't get budgeted. Things, you know, yeah. through the cracks. Sure. Things overtaken by events, whatever the reason is, you know, there's always reasons why projects um, didn't get funded. Uh, last year, there was a big focus on COVID and, uh, mm-hmm. and the mobile work that we were doing to support uh, COVID this year. That's that's not happening this year. Right. That's the kind of thing that kind of got overtaken by events. So, But to be expected, I'm sure. Uh, uncertainty Absolutely. is everywhere. So, Absolutely. okay. Right. Yeah. Then the uh, the fifth best practice then is to uh, align our the outcomes with our corporate strategy or our IT strategy. So mm-hmm. uh, most companies do some sort of a corporate strategy. I know my company does. They they put that out every year. There's a set of strategic initiatives and mission critical programs, and uh, our our VP would like to see how do these outcomes align to those strategies. So. Um, Absolutely. Complicated process. And the presentation is coming up. It's actually in three weeks. Uh, nice. So we're right in the middle of it right now. And as I said, we're getting some positive feedback from folks. Just to review again, the five best practices. The first one is a focus on the current year roadmap. What are the outcomes that you're expecting to deliver this year and try to fit them into these small boxes. So mm-hmm. it will fit on one page. And then uh, what are your related activities? If there are any operational or any other related activities that uh, your outcomes are dependent upon, those should be included in that roadmap. Uh, The third best practice is uh, what continued work will happen next year. So are there any continuations of projects that might last more than one year? Sure. Uh, The fourth one, what visionary outcomes do you have for maybe next year or the year after? And then the fifth one is uh, alignment of the outcomes with a strategy, corporate strategy, or your IT, IT strategy. So what we're expecting to happen is these roadmaps will be presented at the end of this month. And then next month, we'll start the project proposal process. And you might think, well, that seems early, but uh, these, these things take a while. So <laughs> we'll start our project proposal process that hopefully will will be drawn from the roadmaps. So as folks are focused on next year, thinking about next year to, in order to develop the roadmap, that naturally goes um, to the next step, which is the project proposal process. But as I said, those things take a while to put together. We have templates for that. That could be mm-hmm. another <laughs> topic yeah. about how you do project proposals. That's another enterprise PMO activity that we're involved in. Um, but the roadmaps have been, as I said, crit- criticized in the past, and not something that are very useful. We don't look at them again. Um, mm-hmm. What to do them at all? And of course, the CIO again is very bent on, interested, and focused on roadmaps. Wants to be able to understand the vision and be able to describe the vision to his peers. And so, so this is a, a critical step. Um, for him helps with decision makings for future investments Uh, it uh, it shows the dependencies on related activities a lot of times uh, some of these operational projects don't get the credit that they deserve sure including those on the roadmap is also helpful it does capture all of our work not just portfolio work but sustainment work as well okay Um, you know it helps it helps to put 
the work under focus areas and focus focus outcomes. As I said, collaboration is an example of a, an area. Mobility is mm -hmm. another area. That mm -hmm. just doing a roadmap for those that one area really shows all the work that's being done for mobility, all the work that's being done for collaboration. And they mm -hmm. have a, a, a lot of value in the end. And I think that uh, the portfolio leaders are liking the outcome focus versus the project focus. Yeah, absolutely. And there's fluidity in what you're describing in terms of how it connects to the next big phase of what you do from the EPMO side, which is the project proposal piece of it. So I love that they're connected. And I also love that at the end of it, you are able to connect what the work is to what the strategy and the value back to the company is going to be. And I, ultimately, I think that's what we should all be driving for is to really understand what we're doing today or what we're doing tomorrow or in the next years, eventually going to feed back in some way, whether it's to uh, to uh, one of the proposals from the CIO or something even bigger than that. And uh, the other piece that I, I, I was attracted to when you were speaking about it is the fact that the CIO wants this. And I don't know if this can necessarily be driven from other leadership levels, but somebody in a C-suite position is asking for this. So I'm sure it does also help to drive the resources to want to complete these types of exercises. And I also appreciate that you recognize that this exercise has been done before and not accepted. So there are right. those, there, there is the chance that you will go into this at your organization only to have it come to fruition and then really just kind of also die at the same time because right. nobody decided to adopt or, yeah which is unfortunate because I'm sure there was a lot of work that went into that right. first pass of the of it but then you realize and it's and it, you learn clearly in in the way that you've um, told your story is that you've learned from why it failed the first time why it wasn't picked up um, and now you're going back and driving for, for changes so that it will be something that the organization adopts too. So I am learning a lot, Donna, because as you're speaking, I'm thinking, okay, how do I do this at my organization? Okay, where are all the steps? So in terms of timing of how far back you're planning for this phase, for this roadmap, do you, is it several months before or when do you actually start conversations for the next year? So April is always our roadmap month. Um, okay. Recording this in April um, for those of us, for those on the on the in the audience who are listening at a different time. Um, so that's been traditionally when we do roadmaps, and as I said, we do them every year. So um, everyone knew they were coming, um, and we've ta been talking about it since February. I see. Roadmap month. Um, we spent some time doing some research back in February on uh, how to do roadmaps, and we looked at what Gartner was recommending. And so that's when we moved into the, the outcome-based uh, roadmaps as opposed to what we've done in the past, which is project-based. Got it. I say that this is part of what the EPMO was trying to help advance the execution of projects. This is in the planning stages. So if you look at planning projects, executing projects, and then reporting on projects. This is part of the planning outcomes. If you focus on outcomes for what we in the EPMO are trying to be successful with, helping the organization plan projects. So it's not only planning for the current year, mm -hmm. planning for um, the future years, 
and also planning in terms of investments and, and, and where the investments will land um, in the future years. This is a critical milestone for us, and uh, we see it as a significant uh, step in the right direction. Yeah. I had my um, portfolio leaders say, well, this, this is going to take me two months to do. I need two months to do this roadmap. And, you know, we all shook our heads and said, no, if it's two months, you, it's too detailed. It's too much. There should be one slide, one slide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a column for this year, a column for next year and a column for your, uh, your third year. And that's it. And uh, they, the, the size of the boxes, you know, make the font readable. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, for this non-visual podcast audience, I, I would show <laughs> you a sample, but I can't. So, um, you know, just describing it, that's basically it, three columns. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for. And I think that was a bit of a relief for um, this person who said, oh, this is going to take me two months. His work is, you know, multi-million dollars worth of work and trying to um, put put that all on one slide, uh, which in the past, it's not been one slide. This is looking for one slide. And so I think that uh, that's going to help this individual um, process the fact that he doesn't have to spend two months doing this, that hopefully with a lot of hand-holding from us. Yeah. As I said, we're setting up meetings, we're walking through this with all seven portfolio leaders. We're looking for seven uh, roadmaps with all the related work on it. And so that's some of the some of the uh, portfolio leaders have drafts that look fantastic. Some of them haven't started yet. So yeah, I imagine. And and Donna, I think I admire many things about you, but I think one of the things that I admire the most is that you can take such a complex idea or concept. And really help to break it down for our audience. And in what you just said, you're doing the same at your organization for those stakeholders who are looking at this exercise as some daunting thing that, oh, I can never get to this. And how often have we run into that stakeholder, right? And you've made it so simple. You've, you've broken it down to one slide, just a few areas, fill it out. This should take no time at all. Uh, from you, especially if you know, at least at the very least, what your priorities are for your team and what you're working towards in the next year. That should be always top of your mind anyway. So uh, Donna, I I admire the fact that you're able to take this concept and describe it to our our audience in such a way that I feel that I can take this and do a practical application at my own organization of the work that you're doing at yours. So thank you very much for sharing this and and your five best practices on how to build roadmaps specifically to IT. But I think, like you said, even your roadmap includes not just the strategic, but some of the the things that will keep the lights on as, as you would describe it. So it's really good to hear that we can capture this ourselves and I'm looking forward to doing it myself. So I may be tapping you for some advice as my organization goes through this exercise. And I encourage those that are listening to take some points from, from Donna's best practices as well. So Donna, thank you so much for your time today and sharing of your knowledge. It's always such a pleasure to have you. And again, I'm always just in awe of all the work that you're doing. And every time that we have had an opportunity to touch base, even if it's several months from now, I'm looking forward to hearing the outcome of some of the things we chatted about in this episode of the Everyday PM. So Donna, if folks want to continue the conversation with you, where can they find you online? 
Well, thanks, Anne. Again, it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast. Uh, best place to find me is on my website, donnamagorio.com, but also on LinkedIn. Love to continue the conversation with you. And uh, thanks again, Anne, for all you do for the podcast and the project management community. Absolutely. And again, it's always a pleasure to have you back on, Donna. And for those that want to support the podcast, you can find the Everyday PM podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you name it. All of the podcasting platforms, we are there. Just search for The Everyday PM. You can also visit my website, theeverydaypm.com for more information. And also you can find all of the podcasts there as well. Uh, support The Everyday PM as well on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ancampia, where you can see this video version of our lovely faces. Uh, feel free to click the bell for notifications of when new content goes up like this video leave us a comment and also subscribe to the channel again that will do it for donna and i in this installment of the everyday pm podcast and until next time take care